Greetings, this is Atmampoda. Today is March 20th, 2022. The title of today's podcast is episode 71, The Ultimate Justification to Be Powerful. So let's get right into it. The next version of psychotherapy is applied philosophy. By changing how you think and your concept of reality, it is possible to cure psychosis. However, for this step to occur, a certain baseline of independence is required. Mass psychosis is a form of mass ideological possession, which in turn can just be a code word for an external entity or entities being in possession of vast swaths of the human population. The truth is stranger than fiction. Liberation can only be achieved under the auspices of independence. If you are possessed and do not have independent control over your own faculties, you are not capable of independently choosing to be independent. In other words, one cannot choose to be free if the pathways in their mind do not allow them to make that choice. It is a bit of a paradox. So if one were to endeavor to liberate such people, force is required. We must be careful to not misinterpret the concept of force in this scenario. So what force then are we referring to? It is a non-violent use of force. It is merely for the mass exorcism of collectivist ideology. It is about pushing out an external conscious entity or entities on a mass scale. Such a feat requires power. Thus, the irrefutable conclusion is that accumulation of immense power is justified. And when the use of such power is wielded, it has the purest intent. It is the will of higher nature to bestow such awesome power to liberated individuals, to allow them to forcibly exercise the ideologically possessed, and in so doing, bring them to a place whereby they can consciously choose to be free. What we are talking about here is the ultimate justification to be as powerful as you can be. And this is the ultimate form of altruism. Thus concludes the written portion of today's episode. And so from here on out, we're going to just expound upon that and share any further inspirations that might occur spontaneously. Now, I do regard that this segment is a bit controversial because we're bringing into the equation the concept that individuals themselves can be possessed and possessed to such a degree that they do not even have their own choice or that they don't have the volition of choice to be able to free themselves or even to regard themselves as enslaved, as imprisoned. And that is how insidious the enemies of individualism have become.
Charles Darwin, in his Origin of the F Species, talked about survival of the fittest. And that is truly how those who are at the top of material life today view themselves, that they are dominant because of the mere, their mere strength. And those who have not been able to climb their way up to a position similar to theirs are weak and are worthy of oppression. This is a genuine mentality that does exist on the most elite level. Thus, consequently, using fanaticism and ideology to control the people is just a tool that they're using to maintain power. And of course, that's just the nature of who they are. So I don't have any judgment against those that are doing this. However, I do have compassion for the victims, the weak and the oppressed that have succumbed to losing themselves to such a degree that people are disconnected from their own hearts. People are trapped in their own minds and they don't even realize the prison that they find themselves in. I mean, a pretty good hint of that is if you are perpetually offended and unstable and you have extensive mood swings or you find yourself really hysterical fairly often that's a kind of a good indication within yourself that hey you know something may need some fixing inside but such a person can also very often blame everything else for their problems except for themselves it's like they put themselves as the last person to possibly blame because of course they are the victim, right? It's, it has to be somebody else's fault. And they're not entirely wrong. They are a victim because there are powers and potentialities that do exist beyond human understanding. But where they're pointing their fingers to blame is not the real person or entities that are, are responsible. And so that's where it becomes insidious. It's like, they need someone to blame. And so they're being given something to blame. Anyway, this has become a bit too political, more political than I intended. But let's just go back to the original title, the ultimate justification to be powerful. Well, first of all, what is power? Well, power would mean, first of all, the baseline for power is just to be independent. In other words, what is independence, as we discussed in the last podcast, it's just being able to maintain an untriggerable state whereby you have an essence of you that you're able to carry through moment to moment. And that is true. That energy, that texture of who you are is true in every situation and not to give anyone else external or external situations the power to interrupt that feeling of who you are. I mean, that's step number one of having some independent power. At least you could have power to be yourself. And that's the most important power to have, in my opinion. The next step to power is having the power to influence other people. And this is where it gets a bit tricky because this can be abused, right? If you're using a power to influence other people and manipulate them, into doing something that is actually not beneficial to them, then you are using a power towards others for bad. And that is not good. 
and actually it's an expression of ignorance because when you are using your power to harm others you are affirming to the universe that what is in you is not in that other person so that itself is an act of limitation so anytime you are harming somebody else you are harming part of yourself and this is the deepest concept to understand when dealing with other people if you regard other people as being an extension of yourself or how say it better as being part of you as being part of the same family it's like this is a, a misconception that people have right people put family first oh we're flesh and blood we're family but aren't we all aren't we all part of the same family we're all humans the same thing that exists in me exists in you whether you call that love whether you call that a spark of awesomeness or a spark of divinity or the potential to experience absolute truth this exists in everyone and it doesn't have to be your brother your mother your father your grandfather i mean it doesn't have to be a blood link in fact it can be argued that when you meet people that's part of your spiritual family that can be much closer than your biological family and why is that that's because you can hold certain common values that maybe members of your biological family do not possess common goals and so this is why it's important to regard everybody that you encounter whether it be at work whether it be in your family whether it be in public everybody is worthy of respect everybody is worthy to not be abused to not use them as a means to an end and so that is what altruism is about really so let's go ahead to, to the next step here so once you have personal power you can expand that power to influence others now why is that important well because everybody is being influenced the question is is that person under a good influence or is that person under a bad influence and what kind of influence are you yourself putting out there into the world are you being an, a bad influence on people or are you inspiring people are you helping to awaken their hearts and to awaken the love that exists inside of them because let's just be real here for a second every single human being on the planet right now and this is indisputable is influenced heavily by their environment whether it be by their coworkers, by their boss by their parents by their children by the commercials on tv by the youtube videos that they watch by the news that is constantly blurring out propaganda every day yes everybody is being influenced the question is can you be a greater influence than other influences on people's lives and so then you might ask well why would i want to be a greater influence than these other influences on people and that's a very valid question 
if you feel that everybody is getting this great inspirational positive influence all the time then obviously you don't need to be a, a, a an influence really you don't need to have a huge impact on people if people are already inspired and they're full of love and they think they're living paradise on earth then of course what is there to do there's nothing to do people are happy let them be happy People are free from suffering. Let them be free from suffering. People are celebrating and dancing in the streets and loving each other and wars don't exist and everybody is peaceful and people don't have any problems. Well, then nothing to do. You just celebrate life and that's it. And you don't need to necessarily make a name for yourself. You just do what you love and let things be as they are. But is that really the reality that we live in today? No, I don't, at least that's not what I see. I see war on TV. I see divided people, divided ideologies. People are not united. People are not at peace. Many people are constantly in a state of being offended. And there's just not enough love in the world right now. It just seems like people don't even know what love is. It's almost like people need to be reminded about what love is. And many people are not even inspired. I mean, you see these masterpieces of the past going for great sums of money, whether it be artwork or what have you. But you're not seeing a great renaissance happening today. In spite of all of this amazing technology, there seems to be something missing. And what's missing is that higher sense of purpose, the deeper sense of meaning. And the thing about it is, is that I don't regard it as people's fault. And I'm not, I'm not one to pass judgment on anybody, but obviously some people are just ideologically possessed and that's fine, but they don't even realize that they're ideologically possessed. And so this becomes a justification. Imagine if you had the power to be able to push out some hostile force possessing some person and have it feel for them like a big weight has lifted from their shoulders. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because what are you doing? You are helping people to be unburdened by problems, to be unburdened by the mysterious invisible force that do they don't even realize is holding them back. I posted to Reddit earlier this quote, and I think it's appropriate to share it here. What's real in everyone is always much more awesome than they see themselves. Even violent criminals do what they do because they have a warped perspective of themselves. And what that basically means is that people don't know how awesome they are. Everyone is acting on a limited perception of who they, they themselves are. It's like they don't even know themselves and yet they're passing judgment on other people. They're making opinions about what to do with their life and which president is better than another president. 
which TV show is better than another TV show, but they don't even know themselves. They think they know themselves, but they see just enough of themselves to be happy that they have an identity, I guess, without going deeper, without seeing that they're more even than that. And that's what's really important to understand that that is what individual individuality is about. It's, it's not about saying, oh, I am this, therefore I am an individual. No, it's like, I am this and I am that. And whoa, going deeper, oh, I am that too. That also is a part of me. Individuality is actually more of a process than a static identity. It's a baseline. I mean, once you're able to achieve independence of not being triggered by external events, even then it becomes a baseline and it's not a static definition. You, as you explore yourself further, you can redefine yourself and new aspects of yourself can come forward that maybe were even hidden. It's possible to even live 20, 30 years one way and have an epiphany and suddenly turn your life around and literally become the best version of yourself that you never even imagined existed. So as you become more powerful, your presence expands. If you can imagine it as being somewhat of like an aura or an energy field that exists around your person, as you are in the beginning stages of not really knowing and experiencing higher levels of consciousness, maybe this field of energy around you is reduced. But as you grow and progress on the spiritual path, this energy gets expanded and expanded and expanded, whereby your presence becomes something else. It becomes extended to such a degree that everywhere you walk, you are changing or you're uplifting or purifying the energy in that space just by fact of your mere presence. And consequently, and I don't want to get too metaphysical here because there's some, <laughs> there is some strangeness um, that's not necessarily recognized by science yet. But let's just say that people can be uplifted by your mere presence. When you are powerful enough, just walking into a room can be an inspirational experience to them that they can tangibly feel a sense of love and peace and bliss come over them. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about being powerful. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want more people to have the power to inspire and spread love and bliss everywhere? That is power worthy of attainment because not only does it benefit you, most importantly, and it arguably, it benefits other people even more than it benefits you. And by benefiting other people, you are benefiting parts of you because other people are no less important than you. And this is just what I want to leave things with. This is Amaboda signing off. And again, if you want to visit divinity.com, you can find links to the Reddit and to the Slack space, which you're more than 
invited to participate in, and otherwise you can make comments as well. Until next time, bye-bye.